Join us today on the St. Philip Institute podcast where we sit down with Joe and Todd in the Diocese of Tyler to talk about bringing men together and forming your own men's group wherever you are. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Eternal Father, you called St. Philip the Evangelist to open his mouth and begin with Scripture, tell the good news of Jesus Christ. By virtue of our baptism, we too are called to work for the salvation of souls. Instill in our hearts the zeal of St. Philip that we may convert hearts and minds to your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to the St. Philip Institute podcast, where we discuss how to live a life of faith. I'm Stacy Tresankos, Executive Director of the St. Philip Institute, and I'm here with some guests today, Joe Manganello from uh, Holy Family Parish in the Diocese of Tyler, where he is an RCIA catechist, um, and he has seven kids, 11 grandkids. Um, we got a lot of kids between the three of us. Seven kids, 11 grandkids, and he's been in East Texas for about 22 years and Dallas before that. So Texas all the way. Um, Joe is here with us to talk about starting a men's group. And he's here with Todd Upson, who is married to Jamie. They have six daughters, all girls, right? That's correct. Six daughters, seven grandkids. He's in the oil and gas business, originally from Shreveport. Um, over in the Dallas area for 30-something years, and he's got acreage and a house in the beautiful Garden Valley area. So these two men are here today because they have done something that I think they would say is rather simple, but it's also rather extraordinary. They have spearheaded and started and have maintained a men's group. So we're talking today about how to start a men's group in your own area so as you listen to what we describe about how to do this be thinking and praying if you are called to do something like this even if you're women and you're listening you can start a women's group um, they're going to talk through some of the, the the strategies they had for getting it started and what it took and most importantly the blessings that have come from it so why don't we jump right in how did this get started what happened yeah, years ago, myself and another fellow in the Dallas area, we were members of a parish in the Dallas area, and we said, you know, there's just not anything in particular for prayer for a small group of guys. And we looked at each other and we went, why don't we try bringing a small group together? And we know that there's two things that most guys really like and that's beer and food. <laughs> Icebreakers. So we got with um, about 10 guys, and we alternated homes, and we this program lasted for about 15 years. We wow. lost some guys to moving, some guys, unfortunately, to death, and some guys just got real, their calendar got too full. And it's a very simple approach. We do it once a month, or in that case, we did it once a month, and each participant would have a month, and they would start with the icebreaker, as Stacy mentioned, 
and then we would have a meal, again, prepared by the host, and then we'd have a topic. The topic could be anywhere from a biblical passage, a book, such as some of the books that Stacy has on the table today, or an article in the magazine. And the guys were very excited about it. And we decided let's have a little retreat in East Texas, and that's where I got with Joe. And we had about 30 guys. Wow. And we had a deacon from the Dallas area come and spearhead it. And we started talking about Joe's experiences with parishes that he had been in, along with the experiences that I've just mentioned. We went, let's do this in Lindo. Yeah. And we talked about it for a number of years. (laughs) Joe kept saying, are we ever going to do this? And we've been together since the beginning of the year. We have nine guys, and most of us didn't know each other very well. But we're trying to provide a safe environment, a casual environment, and a respectful environment. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, Todd and I had similar experiences in Dallas. I had a, I had a men's group as well, okay. almost almost identical. Mm-hmm. We didn't know each other either. That's the weird thing is I was in South Dallas and he was up in Richardson, uh-huh. and yet the spirit moved both of us to do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, I came to East Texas, and of course, when we came here, Holy Family was basically a pad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Holy Family okay. is a, a smaller parish in the diocese. Um, and so we, I never, we never got any traction to do anything except get the parish off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Todd and I met at that retreat, yeah. and uh, I have to believe the Lord put us together. Of course. Um, and it's been, it's been pretty dynamic. Um, we had two events prior mm-hmm. to this that we we were trying to get this off the ground and uh, much larger group of men mm-hmm. um like a retreat t- well actually after the retreat uh-huh. uh we we thought hey why don't we try this and there was i mean you had them in, we had them in the garage in the yes. living room in oh. the back i mean they were like father steve had approached me about doing a gathering for men right and we had about 35 and that's a lot of men. That's a lot of beer and food. <laughs> Put it this way. We had a retired fireman come out on the patio, okay. and he goes, I've been into house fires that didn't have this much smoke. We had the steaks going. Uh-huh. And um, Father Steve was there, and we looked. Joe and I looked at each other and went, we got something going here. Yeah. Holy Spirit. So so we're talking about how to start a men's group. I mean, we're talking about what you guys did that that has been successful in a very intimate way and what you can do to start it. I mean, what are the basics here? Great, what are we talking about? What is the men's group? Well, basically, uh, as we talked about in the past, uh, it's a smaller group. Mm-hmm. We're, ideally, we've our experience with larger groups was that men still do not uh, – Take off their armor. Take off their armor. Um, they're not going to be. They're not going to be yeah. allow themselves to be vulnerable to discussing real issues that they're mm-hmm. having. And um, we wanted to make sure that our our group was respectful. 
uh, and that the men who were in it would feel safe enough with one another yeah. to be able to share what's in their heart as it relates to their spiritual experiences. And so <laughs> we, we thought, well, we'll just start with six. And uh, we took the list from the list of people that had participated in the past, and we kind of went through the list. And once word got out that we were doing this and mm -hmm. we were approaching them individually, we we couldn't get it to six because we we, we couldn't yeah ended up with nine we ended up with nine and uh, we came up with some stipulations as uh, some guidelines guidelines the group they had to they I had like to, that you were specific about that right they had yeah. to be willing to host mm -hmm. they had to be willing to prepare a meal they had to be willing to make a presentation mm -hmm. um, and they had to agree to be respectful yeah uh, and and so. Uh, in our communication and gathering, we made sure everyone would be okay with those guidelines. So and if it's your turn to host, you have a pretty big responsibility, yeah. which is another reason it's good that it's not too well, big. But if you're hosting, so in, in the way, and so you can set it up however you want to, but this works. And I think it's worth considering that this is a formula that works for a reason. The, the person who's hosting not only has to to prepare a discussion, like read a chapter and be ready to discuss it. Not a not a big deal, but right. you got to be ready. But you have to cook. You yeah. have to cook and and have the beer and the icebreaker and, and and be ready, but be ready to lead it. So when it's your turn to lead it, but you only if there's nine of you, you only do that like once, maybe twice a year. Right. So, Correct. So now one guy cheated and his wife cooked. Oh, but well. we, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> the very first meeting that we had, we didn't know exactly yeah. what, what to think. Um, again, a lot of these guys did not know each other. Mm -hmm. And they showed up, and we had our fellowship time, our meal time, and they slowly started talking. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up with the first meeting, but it was interesting that the topic and discussion started going around fatherhood. Oh. Now, we have some mystic stuff that we can't really talk about, mm -hmm. so it's a safe environment. Yeah. I'm just kind of kidding with y'all. But, <laughs> but in any event, because of that first night, Joe came up with the idea, let's stick to this topic for yeah. the rest of the year, and it, it's worked. What was the topic? Fatherhood and masculinity. Yeah, yeah. well. And um, we believe in our heart of hearts that guys kind of want to talk, but if you present the wrong environment, they're not going to talk. Yeah. And it was amazing that everybody in that group was struggling somewhere with fatherhood wow. or grandparenthood and oh my goodness and it's just has it snowballed that's beautiful and yeah, then the very last meeting we had at uh, hughes place the guy that was supposed to be hosting in october hey guys here's what i'm thinking i'll cook <laughs> and here's what I think we'll talk about. And you said it gets fancy. It can oh, yeah. be. There's a little competition. We, a couple of us are from Louisiana, and there's somebody that's got an Italian background to my right. So we, we, we don't usually do brats and burgers. It's, okay. it's pretty it's, – it, it's fun. We, 
we do well, we eat well, and uh, we chat. And sometimes it's kind of like, my gosh, it's 9 o'clock. Yeah. The gold is two hours. Yeah, that's yeah. – so, well, that other point, too, about the meals, mm-hmm. we, we made sure we told them it's okay if you just want to order pizza. Okay, so it, it doesn't you, have to be overwhelming. That, no, it doesn't no. have to. Yeah. But, but men being men, uh, all of a sudden it was like, well, I'm going to try something else. You know, it got, it got more and more <laughs> competitive, kind yeah. of like, at, at kind the, of fun. At the end of our gatherings, we pass around a prayer list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first gathering, I'd say 40 or 50% participated. Now every guy in there is asking for prayers for something in their lives. The host will take that list and send it back out to everyone so we all have a chance to pray for these individuals after the meetings. And that's, I mean, and that's just makes you vulnerable right there, asking for someone. I mean, I remember the first time I asked someone to pray for something. It's, it's, it, you, it's humbling. You have to humble yourself and say, I need help here. And That's hard it's for so, a guy. That is so It's hard, hard for anybody, I think. And, and knowing then that people are praying for you in your group, yep. that, that's a wonderful thing. One of the, just as an example of how the dynamic worked with being in the smaller group is that, you know, we did a, one of the hosts, um, granted was fatherhood masculinity, um, patriarchy, you know, those are the kind of the, the topics. And he thought, well, we'll just try the cardinal virtues. Wow. And he brought up the cardinal. And, and in the discussion, the men really shared some difficulty. And one of the other ones, the seven behaviors of, of Catholic men that was in, in a, a mm-hmm. manual for men, we had a big discussion over the Sabbath. The seven, say that again. That the seven behaviors, yeah. of, that's a book? No, it's in the it's in the manual, basically yeah. manual okay. for men by uh, uh, manual for men. The uh, Bishop of Phoenix. Okay. okay. Uh, Thomas uh, can't recall his last name, but Olmsted. it's manual Olmsted. for men. Yeah. Um, and we had a discussion on uh, on keeping uh, Sunday holy, mm-hmm. the Sabbath is not, mm-hmm. a, and that was a pretty lively discussion. But they I started bet. talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. This last one, um, they, they did a presentation on the Lord's Prayer. Nice. Uh, that was just beautiful. Wow. Um, so, and then guys, the conversation that comes from it, where the guys are sharing, it's been, uh, Todd and I have been astounded. Yeah. And honestly. you've just, you've done it together this last iteration for the last year. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. done it Correct. for the last year. We wanted to start several years ago, but there was one thing after <laughs> another, and then this deal called COVID came <laughs> along. So we had to put this in the uh, back yeah. seat. And we finally pushed the button, and lo and behold, yeah, it happened. It happened. And we sent a little email out, as Joe kind of alluded to, to the prospective members of what you will have to do. We didn't want anybody to show up and go, hey, uh, this is home free, and you're going to be going like to a study hall, and you don't have to do anything. So we sent this little uh-huh. kind of basic requirements of what it's a, expected from each one of y'all they went cool cool let's do it mm-hmm. that's good and it, it, it's really easy it I is mean, easy it, it's the whole point is that it's very simple yeah just get together yeah get together because we, we were talking because i i'm interested in this thing for for women too and and you know they'll be very different but 
Bishop Strickland is is very much motivated to encourage men's and women's groups forming like this around the diocese. But it's not something you so much do formally as a, as a program with lots of rules and things. It's not a formal program. It just takes you, individuals like you and you, just saying, these are the, this is the group of friends. We're going to get together at our house. Or I guess you could get together at a restaurant if they had a room that you could get. You could. You could. You get. could. But, home, but get, homes are better. Homes better. Yeah, get together, food, beer and wine, topic. or whatever. A topic. And a topic. Mm-hmm. And a topic, you know, and, and also along Prayer. with the, the place, the food, and the topic or the book or whatever you're reading, discussion and prayer. Do you have to have rules around discussion? We just ask not to interrupt each other yeah. and let mm-hmm. folks be respectful. Yeah. Um, we encourage people to speak up Mm -hmm. if joe's leading something and somebody's nodding off you know that's not going to work too well but we encourage (laughs) folks to interact let's get the topic going and then the very first one i could tell you know this is new and i said hey what do you think yeah and Joe, give us some some of your thoughts, and from there, because I knew I could with Joe. You uh, give you you give your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, and both of them. <laughs> from there, several of these guys just started talking, and that's what we want. Yeah, because I believe that it's really tough for a lot of guys to talk about their faith. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because I I would think I mean I I mean. I think as a woman that it's much easier for women to say, oh, yeah, let's get together, let's cook, let's have, you know, some dessert, a little wine, and let's get together, be all pretty, set the table. You know, I could see women very easily wanting to do something like that. So women, you are next. We'll talk about this later. But for men, it seems like to me, being a woman, that it, it might be harder to get men to do something like that. But you, it hasn't been. What, what do you think... What was the one enticement that got people to buy in and do it? You're asking them to do, being invited, or the rules, or the food, or the beer, what? I think, um, and don't, you can say what you think as well. And of course, the the spiritual study together. We had had this larger event, Mm -hmm. and the guys who came were so taken in by what we had done the first two times Mm -hmm. that they were hungry for something, and we'd been approached by other guys, but when are we going to do this again? Yeah, isn't that right? I mean, that's yeah, basically totally what happened. Then you went. So what if what if there's a man out there saying, I, "I could pray about this, and I think I I might could do this in my own parish," but they don't have the big retreat with thirty people there to draw from. What does he have to do to get this going? What, what do you recommend? I would recommend that he make a list of five to seven guys, and he talk to them individually individually would be glad to send this individual our little list of (laughs) proposals for the group which is pretty simple that we've already (laughs) talked about and he call them up i'm thinking about putting together a little men's group and we meet once a month Mm -hmm. in each other's houses and let's say he starts with six so we might meet january through april and then we'll meet again in the fall and the group is the typical evenings going to have some beer and wine we're going to have a meal 
and then we're going to have a spiritual topic. What's that topic? I don't know, but I'm thinking that I really want to talk about Peter. Okay. Let's talk about Peter. Okay. <laughs> well, that kind of topic can go on for months. Yeah. Or the guy goes, you know, somebody sitting there goes, man, I'm doing next month. I really wanted to talk about temptation. You know, I'm really interested, and I, I can relate to how when Christ was out in the desert and, you know, he was tempted by the mm-hmm. devil, and oh, what do I do? And I can relate. Okay, I think I'm going to do that. And they send it out. They invite the first meeting. is a little awkward. Yeah. Joe or I would be glad to come and help break the ice. That I don't is. think it would be necessary, but we're there. And... Um, We'll have your emails in the in the show notes underneath the That's YouTube fine. page. That's fine. If someone that wants to look at being a host, they're welcome to come to one of our meetings. We can we only can keep it to like one at a time for sure. potential host. I do believe that setting the meeting in each other's homes is a plus. Yeah. We're not in a meeting hall or a classroom or something like that, and we get to see each other's home. Yeah, We might be out on a porch. We might be in the den. We might be in the living We may sit around the kitchen. Yeah, At your house, we sat in the kitchen. We had a, it, it worked out beautifully. There may be handouts. There may not be. Mm-hmm. Let's pick a topic. It just depends. Yeah. Um, the, and the other thing is it doesn't have to be six. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you only get to four yeah just keep it small well you know what's going to happen those four are going to end up where 10 people are going to want to come and you're going to have to say we're going to try and keep this at six break it off into another into another group yeah and that i mean there's something you know bishop strickland likes to say we're like we need to be like first century christians in a 21st century world um, meaning getting back to the basics of the way the faith was passed on yep. um, from person to person. And this is very much in that spirit of small gatherings in the home where you have a chance. Because when you go to Mass, you're with a whole bunch of people. And you say hello like I did to you last Sunday, or you said hello to me, and, and we pass each other, and you never really get to know each other. Um, having your your fellow parishioners, fellow Catholics, over to your house and in an intentional way, getting to know each other better through this safe place to discuss these things that nobody ever has a chance to discuss otherwise. I agree with that. It's powerful. And also, I will add a little to what you just said. It's interesting now when I go to Mass, I'll see several of our members, our fellowship members, mingling with their spouses after mass mm-hmm. hey you haven't met my wife and so yeah. our, our little because she wasn't at home when the group met right, right? <laughs> they don't want to be they have started their own little thing uh, that i'm not they really gamble <laughs> but it's interesting that our little group there's now 15 or 16 people now at the parish that are getting to know each other better yeah, that's how it's supposed to be and we had one lady saying i really wish you'd get my husband involved and we approached him and he was kind of reluctant but my gosh he can't wait to be there um if you're trying to start this and you're stuck for a topic Mm -hmm. pick a book 
Yeah, we have some books here that. Uh, this, this is a great one. Father Calloway's Consecration to Saint Joseph. Yeah, it's also. Uh, this one, um, we we had both. We had Father Calloway and we had uh, Ralph Martin on the show. A Church in Crisis. Um, pathways forward so it's not just about the crisis but the way forward out of the crisis and Steve is going to be on our show uh, in the future light from darkness nine times when the Catholic Church was in turmoil and came out stronger than before so it's history but those are examples of books you said you were going to think about Cy Kellett's book Cy Kellett's book uh, Jesus a teacher of strange things it's a great Uh, book we were talking about possibly doing that uh, starting in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Manual for Men by, uh, I cannot recall his name, uh, his last name, but it's the Bishop of Phoenix. It starts with an O. Olmstead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Matthew uh, Kelly has several books. And Matthew, Ke- yeah, Matthew Kelly's got some good books. Um, it, it, the point is you, it's easy to come up with a topic. You yeah. don't have to you know, sweat through this. The and format has to be relaxed. That's mm-hmm. the thing that's important is that you, you basically have an ice-breaking period or warm-up period with beverages. You, you, you have a meal. Um, you have a topic. You agree that you will be in discussion, yeah. and then you agree to pray. Um, and you keep praying in between. And you can't, yeah. you can't get more simple than that. No, it's you know? great. I mean, that the 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 programs we have at the institute like i have um, watched what deanna johnston our family life director does with marriage formation Uh, my husband and i are are mentors we're a mentor couple to an engaged couple right now who's getting married um, this weekend and we have learned more by being the mentor couple than the probably the couple learned just because we're sharing our journey but it really struck me how we're supposed to accompany each other in these things and in evangelization um, but we formed those those bonds for a lifetime and learned from each other as we were, were going along together. But the, the young man that's in that engaged couple, he looked at me and he said, man, this marriage formation stuff is hardcore. And what he meant by it, which is good because it is hardcore because it matters, but what he meant by that was every time that we would meet and follow the program so so i said there's a complex program for that you don't need a complex program for this but the act of getting together and putting everything else aside and discussing this topic like peter or the virtues or fatherhood and discussing that topic that's not something anybody you know takes much time to do these days in this fast-paced life um, to talk about deep conversations like that. It just seems very satisfying. It is. And I'm proud of our group. I'm proud that we were, A, able to get it started, and I'm proud of the desire for these guys to show up. We've got one guy, my brother-in-law, that oftentimes will drive over 100 miles wow. to um, show up at a meeting. Um it's and it, cool and it's flexible like we said uh reske- you know two guys couldn't make one of the meetings beca- because of the way it fell in the month and uh the host mm-hmm. said we could just reschedule it and do it the following week and everybody got yeah that's great we can all be together because they look forward to yeah. it yeah they look forward to yeah. us being together as the group that it, it, it as opposed to just having some of us there yeah um, Did you pray specifically for the success of the group? No, oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Offer mass. That's the secret sauce. 
Yeah, that's the secret sauce. Offer Matt, you offer mass for it. Yeah. Wow. And the uh, other thing is that, as mentioned, we have special prayer intentions. So if we know that one of the members is struggling in some aspect, we can go up to them or give them a phone call or drop them a note or text, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm doing okay. Thanks for calling. And you mentioned earlier that it's very special when Mm -hmm. someone says, thank you for praying for me. Yeah. And the fraternity of it is just amazing. Yeah really is well thank you for sharing your experience with this i hope that um that you who are listening have been inspired to maybe try this uh hope you're thinking about it if you're open to doing something like this in your own parish wherever you are whether you're in the diocese of tyler or not um starting you know it doesn't have to go through it doesn't have to be formal it's just a matter of calling some friends emailing some friends inviting them over and making it a thing just define it make it a thing Um, And thank you, Joe and Todd, for being here and telling us about it. And I will pray for the continued success of your men's group. appreciate that. And that that it bears much fruit, uh, probably in ways that you'll never know, because there's probably somebody listening who will go and do this. And they got the idea, inspired by the Holy Spirit, through your mouths in these microphones. We (laughs) thank you for having us, and we thank you for the opportunity. And we thank you for uh, potentially guiding others yeah. to start. Yeah, this is All great. Good stuff. Good. Yeah, thank you. It really is. Thanks. means a lot. All right. Thank you for watching the St. Philip Institute podcast. Before we go, I encourage you to watch our new podcast in Spanish because we're trying to do everything in English and Spanish. Our new Spanish podcast, um, Del Agua al Vino, um, From Water to Wine. Um, Emmanuel and Esmeralda are here, two young adults that um, have a lot to share and teach about living the life of faith in, in their communities. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, goodbye.